Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Time for another one of our uh, uh, Lions Lair finalists. Uh, the competition, of course, has been ongoing. We're down to the final few now. Uh, the winners will be announced at the gala dinner, which is coming up soon. By the way, you can go to the Chamber of Commerce webpage and uh, get tickets information about that. Uh, but don't wait, because uh, it's always a sellout, and it's always a great evening. Then, of course, the day after the Lions Lair dinner, uh, we'll broadcast from the Innovation Factory right across the road at the McMaster Innovation Park, and we'll talk with uh, David Carter, of course, from the Innovation Factory, and a lot of the people involved in the Lions Lair competition, including the the winning group, uh, about their things. It's always a great time and a great show. Uh, we look forward to that. Look forward to our conversation with uh, one of our finalists right now, too. Uh, uh, Imran Amuna is with us, and, and first of all, thanks for coming in. Good to have yeah, you here today. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to give away what this is all about. <laughs> just pull that down just a little bit there. That's much better. Okay, okay now we can hear you. Uh, this is called In Stage, and, and I, I saw the overview on this, and I thought, why didn't somebody think of this before? <laughs> <laughs> so but, so t- let's explain a little bit about what it is, and then we'll get into the mechanics of it. Sure. So thanks again for having me, Bill. In Stage, at the heart of things, is a training company. And so I just want to start by saying what we're trying to really do here is help people develop confidence in a skill set like any other training company would do. Uh, our focus is on communication skills training, primarily public speaking. And so what InStage does is we use virtual reality to create realistic scenarios where people can practice for different types of group speaking events. So for instance, someone can put on our headset and feel like they're practicing to give a keynote speech in front of 200 people. They can practice for a boardroom meeting. They can practice for a difficult conversation, an interview. Any sort of real life group scenario where you're speaking to multiple people, that's what we're trying to simulate in virtual reality to give people the chance to practice for that sort of thing ahead of time. Here's why <laughs> this is so important, <laughs> uh, because time and time again, there have been studies done, and, and t- every time people ask about this, about people's greatest fears, the top of the list is public speaking. Exactly. That, you know, I, I'm sure you heard the old Jerry Seinfeld joke. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, the, the, <laughs> the number one fear is public speaking, number two is dying. So yeah. in other words, you'd, you'd rather be in the casket than giving the eulogy. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's exactly it. So it was, th- I don't know whether that was your motivation for this, but this is something that touches each and every b- person because at some point everyone has to get up and speak, whether it's at a family gathering, whether it's to make a speech at a birthday or a graduation or making, a, a like I say, a sales pitch. I mean, Absolutely. public speaking is key and it can be a rather daunting experience if you don't know what you're doing i agree and i I think the primary reason for that is because learning to say what you want to say effectively is difficult it it requires experience and feedback and those are difficult things to get you know especially without consequences so if you're someone who's practicing for a keynote speech and you know you're going to be speaking in front of 200 people where do you practice for that sort of thing you know you're either practicing in front of the mirror or friends maybe your your dog but when you stand on stage, it's an entirely different feeling. It's an entirely different set of emotions. And so that practice isn't close to as valuable. I mean, if you had the chance to speak in front of those people multiple times, I have no doubt you would dramatically improve. And that's what we're trying to get closer to with stage is to give people um, a closer experience to practice in. So now it's not only instead of practicing in front of the mirror, you're practicing in front of uh, virtual audience, and this audience will react to what you're but doing. But the mirror's not good enough. I mean, <laughs> I, I remember that when I was in high school. You remember you had to memorize a Shakespearean exactly, passage yeah. or something? And and it's one thing to, you know, go up and down the hall and you repeat it, and you're like, but as soon as you see those other faces, yes. a lot of people freeze. I mean, it's it's intimidating. They might be your friends, but you're you're performing. That's exactly. really what it is. Exactly. That's it. And I like to say, you know, the mirror can be honest with you. Sometimes a little bit too honest. You don't always see what you want to see, but it can't give you the kind of feedback you need to improve as a speaker. 
And that's one of the, uh, that's half the experience we offer really. One half of the experience is these virtual environments, which are ultra realistic. And uh, for those listening, if you haven't had a chance to try virtual reality before, you should try it in any capacity uh, because it's incredible what this technology is capable of already. Um, the other half of what Instage offers is a feedback system. So these machines are able to track an immense amount of useful data. We can tell you what percentage of the time you make eye contact with people in the audience or how fast you're talking. Uh, how many times you use filler words like um or ah. And this way you can make a measurable improvement. Instead of just someone saying, you know, you speak a bit too fast or you say um a lot, we can measure it and start to uh, make a improvement, you know, a numerical improvement. This is, uh, is going to be eye-opening then when they do the analysis on this. Uh, and, and to my point, uh, why you develop this and how you develop this. Now, you're a grad from the, the world-famous engineering program at Queen's University. <laughs> uh, I think you're the third one of the lines of finalists that, that have come from Queen's. Uh, well, it's, it's a great engineering school. And, of Thank course, so there's some bright minds that come out of there. But w- how did you decide on this with the skill set that you were developing there to say, I get an idea for this? Sure, yeah, I'd love to talk a bit about that. So we actually saw virtual reality for the first time about two years ago, and we were using a headset called the HTC Vive, which is, in our opinion, the most immersive headset available. Uh, And one of our friends actually tried the headset, and he has a fear of being underwater. And so one of the uh, simulations that comes with the headset is an underwater experience. You feel like you're on a sunken ship, and you can look at, you know, ocean life, and it's, it's quite beautiful, but for him it immediately triggered his fear of being underwater. And he took off the headset and said that it felt the same as being underwater. He was terrified. He doesn't want to go back in. And for us, it immediately became apparent that this headset has sort of transcended, um, you know, recreation and moved into the realm of something that can really be used as a tool to help people overcome fear. And so, of course, going back to public speaking being the number one fear, we thought, can we use this as a tool opposed to what is typically being used for now, which is a gaming system? Uh, can we use this as a as a tool to help people overcome uh, the phobia of public speaking? Um, and there's a couple of reasons around that. One being it's a fear that we all suffer from in some capacity, I believe. And two, it it's in line with the restrictions of virtual reality right now. So virtual reality is still in its infancy. I mean, it's incredibly powerful for the time we're in, but it has the restriction of you're, you have to stay in a sort of a limited space. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the restriction you have as a public speaker. You're restricted to the stage. And so for us, it was a perfect merger of what the technology is capable of and what we think it can be used for. And so public speaking um, is something that we haven't seen too much innovation in in the past, you know, let's say 100 years of how people practice. There's tons of very useful information out there, incredible techniques, but there's nowhere to practice them. And so that's where we saw the gap. Uh, my background being in engineering, I'm, I've always been interested in, uh, in computer programming, and I tried some app development while I was at Queens and saw virtual reality as sort of the next frontier. Uh, my co-founders, Michael and Nicole, have the business expertise and the sales expertise to have seen this problem in, in the field. And so we kind of brought our skill sets together to, to create something we hope adds value to people's lives and helps them overcome something that I really think prevents a lot of opportunities from uh, fruition. Well, when virtual reality started to come in, into everybody's focus, uh, excuse the pun, uh, <laughs> you're right, a lot of the time it was used for rec- entertainment or recreation. And, yes. and that was cool. It was great Definitely at the time. Cool. First time I ever experienced it was actually at Disney World. Oh, incredible. Uh, yes. uh, yeah, and, and they're, they're pretty good. <laughs> you know, they're, they they're know engineers. Dead. There, it's sure. just around the time they did the animated Aladdin movie, if you remember back in the early 1990s, and, th- and that's what the virtual reality was. It was right. a magic carpet ride, you know, with Robin Williams and all this sort of stuff. It was c- really kind of neat. Mm-hmm. But you've taken that technology 
into a practical use uh, in the business world. Uh, and and basically, what you can do here is, I guess you can fashion this for whatever me as a client wants you to do it with it, right? Yes. I want I want a classroom setting. No, I want an amphitheater setting or whatever. You you can create that for for me. Yes, that's exactly it. And we've sort of found our niche in corporate training right now. A lot of corporations want to give their sales team an edge uh, when they're telling their story. And so what we can do is simulate the environments a lot of these sales associates are going to be in and then give them a chance to practice like it will really be. So that's exactly it. We're, we're able to simulate an unlimited number of environments. Of course, there are time restrictions around designing those kind of things, mm-hmm. but that's exactly what virtual reality makes possible is any sort of scenario like that. And, and we're staying focused on public speaking, um, but I do think VR will have a, a role to play in training of any kind in the future. Oh, listen, the possibilities here are limitless. Exactly. Uh, if, if I'm the chairman of a board of education right now, I want to talk to you. <laughs> no, to no, this is a great way for, for instance, to, to train teachers. Yes, it's exactly. one thing to say yes, you have the knowledge to teach math. Do you have the skill to actually teach it though? Yes, and and that's, and that's a discussion, that's by exactly. the way, that as you know, a lot of boards of education are having right now. Are those teachers who are filled with this information given the skill set to be able to transfer that information to the students? And the the, the short answer is not everybody. Some people have great ability to that, others not so much. This is a great tool to help those people. I'm glad you think so, and that's that's what the research indicates as well. Is there again? There's a lot of valuable information out there, but it's the retention of that information that's difficult. So. Um, we read a study recently uh, from an Australian-based research firm that says uh, experiential learning is where people really retain information. So compared to reading or listening to a lecture, people retain up to 75% of what they learn in VR because they've experienced it, opposed to 5 or 10% from reading a book or listening to a lecture. And so that's, again, yeah, you're right, where I think the real value of this, this tool is, is that people will be able to practice what they want to be good at, and that's invaluable. So take this idea uh, and, and, and say this is the concept, this is what we're doing, and I know you guys have been working diligently on this, but, but obviously you want to monetize this. You want to make sure that it gets out there. How do you yes. do that? Well, there's, this is going to happen in phases, and it's, again, based around the restrictions of this hardware. So for the rest of 2019, the way we see InStage operating is with companies. We work with uh, Fortune 500 companies to develop simulations for their, uh, their internal teams. And that's they got to be all over this, I would think. They are excited about it. A lot of companies, and it's really nice to see how interested a lot of these big companies are in innovating uh, rapidly. So that's a great fit for us. What we do with them right now is we sit down with a trainer. We'll ask them, you know, what sort of what sort of modules are we looking to create or replace um, in the in the specific industry? Uh, for for instance, we work with a lot of. Um, we work with two out of the five big banks in in Toronto, and we're we're extremely happy to have that as an opportunity. And they'll have situations that they want to put their their uh, sales force through. So they'll maybe selling a new card to uh, to difficult clients or clients that you know already have a card. And we simulate that scenario in virtuality and give them a chance to make sure they're following the company protocol around selling new services and products. So that's sort of where we see our fit for 2019 is we're going to work with a limited number of these companies to develop a content library, simulations that people are confident are helping them improve. Um, but that's not really the, d- the this this won't really be the phase where we start to scale up rapidly. Uh, in 2020, we see uh, projections indicate that these VR headsets will become more accessible. So right now, they require us to bring hardware on location. We set it up and we run it. Uh, by 2020, it looks like uh, it looks very promising that these headsets will be much cheaper and easier to use by people in their homes. Now at this point, what we want to have set up is a platform where someone like yourself, who may be looking to train. Uh, other hosts, or if you're a teacher, your other teachers or students, 
Um, you could do that on your own without the need for one of our <coughs> technicians. So I, I'd order that package and say, look, at, exactly. you know, yeah, Iman, I want you to, I'm, I'm, I'm with the Board of Education. I want mm -hmm. a classroom environment. Or, exactly. or, you know, that sort of thing. And, and obviously, then that's the parameter in which these, these guys are going to be taught. Yes, that's it. So exactly. If that would be the scenario you want to create, you'd be able to do that on your own using our uh, software and the hardware that's available. And then finally, um, the, the sort of end goal of InStage is that people are able to use this in the comfort of their own homes the night before a big presentation or a, a keynote speech they have to give. And we think that will happen in around 2021 when these headsets are finally maybe as widely used as laptops and phones. With the way this technology is going, though, I mean, I, I know there are people listening to this conversation from SN. I got to get me one of those. Yeah, uh, we're not there yet. There, it's not mass distribution yet, but I mean, the concept is is ready, isn't it? That's you, it. You're, you're almost waiting for the technology to catch up with your idea. Yeah, that's uh, that's the real distribution challenge right now. But anyone who's getting into this at this stage will have a, I think, a massive advantage by the time this becomes wide widely adopted, uh, because they'll learn how to use this. Uh, a lot of the mistakes I see in virtual reality right now are people trying to adapt existing media into VR. So, for instance, movies. Uh, putting a movie into VR is underutilizing its capability. It's it's going to be the people who start that process now and learn how do we use this as an entirely new medium to create experiences that I think in two or three years will have the advantage when this equipment is uh, is much more uh, much more used. You got to be excited about this. I am. I am. It's a long journey, but I think we're at it at the right time. I think that if we keep at it and we find people who are interested in developing this with us, we have a, a very promising future out of us. Well, I mean, I talked about the possibility of boards of education using this to help teach teachers. Uh, I, if, if I'm if I'm running some political candidate's campaign, I, I I want this. I want this. I want this this individual, this candidate, to be able to shine when they stand up there. You you want a, a Barack Obama oration. You don't want somebody yes. who's going to stumble through this and get nervous. And and this gives them that opportunity. It's a great idea. Thank you so much. We're actually fortunate to have just uh, pre-qualified for the built-in Canada program, which is a, a five hundred thousand dollar grant to work with the Canadian government to use this in a department. Uh, for hopefully a purpose just like that. So we're, we're extremely excited about an application like that. Well, you're going to hear a lot more about it in the uh, the weeks ahead, obviously during the Lions Air competition, but in the years ahead too. <laughs> and it's called In Stage. Uh, good luck with this. And congratulations, first of Thanks all, so on, on where you are now. But uh, I, I see a, a fabulous feature, and i got a pretty good idea. We'll be talking to you as one of the winners uh, when we do the show from oh, across so. the street here. Great so. meeting you. Thanks for coming in today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.